Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. <laughs> Welcome to Forbidden Cinema. I'm Jenny. Hey, I'm Zach. And we watched Madonna's Truth or Dare. Oh, thank goodness we watched Madonna's Truth or Dare. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, major number one takeaway, two things. Did I ever have the opportunity to see Madonna live? I don't think so. I don't think in the whole like mix match of my age, her tours, who, what, when, where. I it was never on the radar. Maybe to see Madonna we could have live. seen like a Ray of Life tour or something. Ray of Light, light. Ray of Light, Light. I think maybe we could have seen a tour, but I just would have not thought to have done so. I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, we did. We're in Nashville. In that time, like we got a ton of live music, but we didn't have opportunity for stadium tours. Biggest tours didn't come here, right? There was no space for them, so I feel like that was the window of time when she would have been touring. And then, second takeaway, I wanted to be on this fucking tour. (laughs) Like, I'm gonna go study this, and I'm gonna learn all the dances, and I'm gonna be on this fucking tour. (laughs) Done. I could do it. I'm not, I'm no hyperbole. I could fucking be on this tour. <laughs> okay. So let's take it back a notch. Right. <laughs> so uh, we're a podcast that uh, watches movies that uh, we would not have been allowed to or were not allowed to watch uh, as children. And we kind of rewatch them and see what is going on. What's the hype? Was it worth it? Should it have been so forbidden? I think this one lives up to it does everything. i don't really think that this one specifically as it is was on anyone's radar to say absolutely not you should not watch this but madonna uh-huh. just madonna as a person which she would appreciate is exactly what she's going for was like no absolutely not i mean i remember being told in sunday school class in like fourth grade which is probably about when this tour was happening probably because the vatican was boycotting them right uh, about how evil she was and how we needed to uh, to boycott her it's so silly. Like, why Why should elementary school students be learning about boycotting? <laughs> we have a lot other things to worry about, like just becoming adults. I mean, I told you when I was 13, I was asked to petition against NYPD Blue in, in Sunday school class. First of all, you're 13. Your you're name on a petition a pe- means zero. Your petition is like a soda machine and... MTV and study hall or something. It means it means nothing. Your signature is invalid. (laughs) You are not an adult. It should not count for anyone having a a thought against whatever this idea is. So no, that was completely. Well, NYPD Blue ended up running for like seventeen seasons or whatever. Like you know, Zach Morris was in it for a while. Made a big impact. Like Ricky Schroeder was in like seven hundred and thirty-two episodes. So (laughs) so jokes on you, my Sunday school teacher. Absolutely, absolutely. We we of course as you know, uh, dutiful 90s, 90s teenagers as we were um, when we are getting ready for bed or like have no, you know, brain capacity, usually friends is on in some sort of way. And we've hit the 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 flow of um, uh, Rappaport, Michael Rappaport Michael being Rappaport. on, <laughs> which is, you know, cop in my PD Blue, whole Phoebe, Sipowitz, <laughs> all of that. So right in the radar. But right as this film opens... We got Miramax, and I go, uh oh. <laughs> We're just gonna have to deal with that. That just is. I mean, and then we've got propaganda slash boy toy productions. Mm. The first thing I wrote is, well, can we go back before we even open this movie? Sure. How are you aware of this movie as a as a teenager, as a child? I mean, this is ninety one, so you're ten, but 
10 years old in 91 and Madonna that this might have come up. Your ears are up. I'm not 100% sure. I've known I've said this on the on the podcast before. Um, you know, in talking about Dick Tracy, you know, that's how we're here, but Warren Beatty and having seen a clip on MTV VH1 something about him, you know, it a clip of this black and white him talking about her, he's on screen, she's like, you know, getting your hair done or or whatever. And so that's really the only thing I've got. I mean, I kind of knew like I think I kind of put all this all together in like sex book um uh desperately seeking Susan, all of her film projects that are pre um League of Their Own. League of Their Own, exactly. Like, are just kind of this one thing, which is not true. <laughs> but that's how it lives in my brain. Gotcha, gotcha. For me, I mean, I think I pretty much heard of Madonna when I was told that she was a devil worshiper and that I was supposed to make her stop. And then I think we've talked again. Why was I watching so much entertainment tonight? But no, it's weird. I remember them talking about the uh, like a prayer video and how controversial that was. And- See, but I knew um, borderline. Okay, I've talked about that too. Like my cousin, my older cousin. Um, I remember being at my grandparents' house. Like so, my grandparents they lived close to us. But my cousins did not. And so my cousins would come into town and us being all there at one time. And she had a boom box with a cassette tape and Borderline. And I learned all the words to Borderline. <laughs> so I had to have been like a single digit child knowing all the words to Borderline. So I was aware of Madonna like as a musical person, but like not really aware of like what she meant culturally. Gotcha. I just, yeah. It- and I, I don't even think that non-white Jesus was the thing that people were really concerned about in, like, the Like a Prayer video. I think it was the burning crosses and all sorts of – Right. But I just remember, like, singling that out as, like, oh, like, the people that I know aren't going to be cool with that. No. And that's – really makes me think, looking back, when I'm 11 and looking at this and, like, oh, yeah, I can see how burning crosses and, you know – rosary imagery could be a problem for some people that are that are you know my spiritual advisors and family but the non-white jesus that's what's really going to be the no-go that that, that bothers me looking back like that's that. a that's a a strange like tunneled in uh insight and i know that you know i'm, I'm looking back in my 40s saying that but right. that's not wrong I, I'm, I'm not making that up no no you're not you're not i mean the rosaries were a problem like in this i mean i don't know if like outside of other pieces like she had oh i guess she maybe has some burning crosses and some videos i don't really remember um it's sad that i don't really remember videos i love music videos <laughs> they were the best but then HBO free preview weekend. Yes. I must have been 14, maybe. And I wrote later on, like, this is the part that I saw, like, the very friggin' ending, because what I saw was the truth or dare. Mm. And, like, guy whips his dick out, Madonna's flating a bottle. Like, nope. <laughs> like, That's the end, yeah. It, it is not worth getting caught for, like, what I'm, you know, it, it's black and white. It's kind of like the first, maybe the first time I saw Clerks, what I thought. Like, it's not worth getting caught for. <laughs> I mean, the majority of this documentary, up until that last portion, where it's almost like a child who is doesn't want to leave a party, mm-hmm. and she's kind of acting out. Um, <laughs> it's 
a woman doing work. Mm-hmm. Like she's getting it done. I mean, she's got insecurities. She has, you know, things that she wants to stand on. She does want to push buttons. She does want to be revolutionary and the way she's doing things. But she is just doing her job that she's agreed to do. And she's concerned about everybody in the tour. She's concerned about everybody having a good time. She's concerned about her like deadbeat, uh, whatever family. Um, you know, maybe they're not. That's there's a little bit of that vibe. But she's not just being like flagrantly, you know, disrespectful or, um, you know, provocative for provocative sake. Honestly, I think until the very end. Right. I mean, the tour is provocative, I guess. But honestly, I, I made a note later on. Like, I don't really think that majority. I mean, other than like like a virgin and she's like kind of sort of simulating sex. Like, OK, that's what that song is. Um none of the dancing is really that sexy. I mean, no. I think about like every tour, everywhere else, everybody now. I mean, of course, they she paved the way for everyone, but I didn't think it was that big a deal. But I just remember, I just had this visceral, visceral memory of turning this off and just turning it back to whatever was on USA Up All Night at the time and then turning it back when Heavy Metal came out or came on. <laughs> and thinking like, yeah, heavy metal's worth the worth the risk. Got but it. but this isn't. And we'll probably watch heavy metal for this. And I'm sorry, babe. It's gross. It's boy stuff. It's it's like your uncle stuff in the seventies. It's Bleh. I know, I know. But we'll probably watch fine, it. Fine, 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 fine. I'll let, let you call an audible. But so good, once we get going on this. I just said blonde, robe, black and white. Is she doing Marilyn in the opening? Kind of, but also like, there's no way she's cleaning up this fucking room. <laughs> she's picking up all the glasses. <laughs> she's pushing a cart to the door before she goes to bed. Absolutely she not. She has people. She has people. She has so many. She's people on people on people for this. There's no way she's cleaning up this room. Um, and and she talks about like the, and of course, oh, I'm sorry guys, it's probably old. Like can't read my notes, but. It's the first notes, and we're, we're way past that. Um, so you've got, like, pre-piece, maybe, like, about a tour and kind of, like, the whole, like, feeling around a tour and just, like, being the anticipation and everything that she has. Um, and then, then I have, like, every GD day and a homophobic slur. <laughs> There's a lot of homophobic I, slurs in this. The next note I have is that race and orientation is going to be a problem in this. It's it's all over the place. It's like obvious that she embraces, but we don't know how to talk about yes, it at okay. this time. I mean, this is 1991. So she has a very diverse cast in her in her group, in her performance. She obviously embraces people where they are. Um, it's it's very evident in the way that she cares about these people. In fact, we don't see her. Now, this is also a Madonna production. Right. So how she chooses for us to see her, uh, we don't see her being disparaging to people no, for the most part. No, we see her being very negative and unlikable quite a bit. I mean, we do, but in a very demanding sort of way. But, it, well, honestly, I don't know. It's It's... I feel her be, see her being hard on herself. I don't know. There's a lot. I don't know. The next note I have is rich white lady knows best. And I don't know. She, she, I don't know if they want her to be their den mother. I think she just decided that she's den mom. <laughs> I think that maybe she has. I mean, 
she kind of talks touches on that a little later on about like feeling this need to mother because she didn't feel another because she lost her mother when she was very young um and she's not a mother at this point she doesn't have any children at this point um I don't know because I don't really feel that vibe like I have people in my life that and I know other people that are in roles that I am in and they are very much den mothers and that's not the way I've chosen to lead (laughs) that's not who I am so I'm not sure. They they feel like her flock. They mm-hmm. feel like they are drawn to her in that way. But it's complicated. It's very complicated. I have a lot of notes about it being complicated. What's her role as the, you know, boss, leader, you know, hierarchy, whatever in the situation. And should she be requesting the things that she's requesting? <laughs> I do love at the end, though, you know, they – are super, super close. And she is being a little bit bratty and whatnot. But, like, everybody is enjoying her brattiness, whereas at the beginning they seem kind of... And I, I'm sure that's an editorial decision. I feel like it is. It's hard to say. I mean, I don't know... It's what, a good arc for a documentary. I don't though. know what the truth is. I don't know if she's just impossible. That seems more likely. But this is also pretty early. Mm-hmm. 91 is still her, like, doing her damn thing. She's hustling. She's working hard every single night. I appreciated all the sweat I saw in this show. Was this a 57-date tour, I think, something like that? I don't know. That is wild. It's grueling. And doing four dates in, like, night after night after night after night in one city. Who does that anymore? Not many people. That is crazy. I mean, people do... Two or three nights in Nashville, but it's in a, you know, 1,400 seat venue to do. And I wrote on later, like, we see all these stages. These stages do not look like they're in big venues. They but, don't. but then, thank goodness, we see some sound checks where we realize there's 24,000 people out there. They're like, this is a stadium. Yeah, they're huge. But I don't know. But it still feels like this is early enough where she is not. I mean, she's not Madonna, but she is now. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, crisscross, crisscross, all the things uh, in terms of people who worship her the way that they do. But y'all, let's be honest. She is another creature <laughs> at this moment. And this is this is the height of Madonna. The oh, star. yeah. I mean, she looks fantastic. She's killing it. She's, you know, she's working super hard. Um, and yeah, she, I have like, let mommy do the makeup or <laughs> something like that. Um, then she's getting adjusted by a chiropractor. And I said, I like, is this the same guy from... Exactly. Is this the same guy from Body of Evidence? Exactly. I read the same thing. I was like, it feels very much like Body of Evidence. <laughs> yeah. There's and a- then before we get into the first song, mm-hmm. the ponytail is a lie. Of course the ponytail's a lie. I, had no, I didn't know the ponytail was a lie. You didn't know the po- it was a phony pony? I had no idea. I had, it never crossed my mind that the ponytail could be a lie. That is such an iconic image of her in various videos, photos, in the sex book. And I had no idea that it was all fake. Darling. <laughs> every single person you see with a ponytail like that. Like that, like out of the top of their head. It's phony it's pony. It's all fake. All fake. All fake. All fake. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break your long-haired barbazon lady whatever uh, illusion, but all of them, all fake. I tell them at work sometimes, like, don't tell Jenny I had Taco Bell. Like, tell her I was out with some super tall, like, 
no booty blonde girl with a long hair and blue eyes. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, she'll just think you're out of Taco Bell, won't she? Like, yeah, she knows I got a type. <laughs> Loudmouth Stacy Carosi. <laughs> what I like a stacked brunette. What can I say? <laughs> well, you know, um, and I just had like makes me want to be a dancer on this tour. <laughs> I want to be a fucking dancer on this tour. <laughs> I mean, not to like whatever, but everyone's fantastic on this tour, but I could be a dancer on this tour. You could have done it. I could. You could have done I it. I could do it now. You couldn't have done it when you were 11. No. <laughs> that would have been a problem. That would it would have been, been huge. There would have been so many there more. There been so many forms. There are so many problems in this movie. If there was an 11-year-old girl there, <laughs> a sassy 11-year-old brunette, just like you have your arm uh, on your hip uh, and you're uh. just... <laughs> No, I could not have been on this exact tour, but <laughs> but Madonna, if you're coming through tomorrow, got it. Let's talk. I could do it. I could do it right now. <laughs> I mean, you should. I mean, I'm still younger than Madonna. She she wants to surround herself with younger people, probably, but not too much younger not too than much she. Young. Is. Okay, gotcha. I'm gotcha. probably right in the wheel. Right, we're not looking for some like 19 year old. No, 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 that will really accentuate the gap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably right in the good space of like. Keeping it, keeping the vibe bright, but not making her look bad. <laughs> okay, so I'm not usually the one that moves things on here. <laughs> but uh, express yourself. Yes. This stage looks like the stage from Showgirls. It did. The, like whole... the one with all the motorcycles. Yes, and... the whole the whole scene looked like Showgirls. Which, uh, yeah. this is years before Showgirls. So Showgirls just totally ripped this off. Absolutely, they did. Absolutely, they did. Yeah. Um, I have like sex and athleticism, parachute pants, mother hen, rosary, <laughs> meeting moms <laughs> are my next notes. Did I mean, really the musical any... numbers, I didn't really take many notes. Okay. I've got some notes about this one. Did you have any idea that Madonna was so theatrical in her, um, in her shows? I don't think I knew that specifically that they were, that she was, but kind of, because I mean, it, it feels like she's always trying to tell the story. I, I assumed there were costume changes. I don't think I thought that the sets and the props and the, like, this is an Alice Cooper slash Lady Gaga show. I've never seen a show. Well, she would say Lady Gaga is well, nothing that, without her. That, that's what I'm, that, exactly, exactly. I had no idea how much Lady Gaga owed. I and mean, we've always known how much she owes to Alice Cooper. But to Madonna, I had no concept that that was a thing. Well, I mean, you think about her. I mean, all I had was references of her performances on like award shows and things like that. And they were always They're great. They were, but they were not just dance numbers for the sake of dance numbers. They always were more than that. I, I guess I assumed her shows would be like share shows. I, like, I there's really a costume didn't... change every song, <laughs> but I don't think I thought that there was so much to say in the visual. I don't know. I, I really hadn't thought about it, but I'm. I would have felt if you had asked me, I would have leaned more that direction than not. Gotcha. I, I would not. That her like having just a straight up like Britney Spears, Paul Abdul type of show. That that's what I would have thought. I had no idea. And then I said that the ladies in business suits and Madonna lingerie and the guys in overalls. I'm liking the symbol uh, the symbolism here. It was very distinct. Like it was a very <laughs> yes, a very like specific choice. And uh, dancing in overalls. 
it is the 90s like welcome to the 90s 100%. we're dancing in overalls when like, like stomp is coming tomorrow you know one strapped overalls yeah absolutely like, this wouldn't have flown in the 80s it's not gonna fly in 2002 done. <laughs> like, it's done. the 90s baby there's a few overalls coming back now. I'm not sure who's going to adopt it. It's the, the jury's still out. I'm not sure anyone should, but... And then yeah. I also just said, oh, thank goodness this is a concert film. Because I saw the <laughs> running time on this at two hours. Like, we're going to have to listen to two hours of Madonna complain about soundcheck. This is going to get long. <laughs> no, no, no. A lot of good performances. I mean, and I, I kind of like the juxtaposition of the performances being in color. And yes. then the actual, like, documentary style piece being in black and white. Very awesome. Very awesome. Yeah, then I think, yeah, I said mother hen. So she's meeting mothers. She's giving out rosaries. There are disposable cameras. I said, I miss the wah, wah, wah cameras. <laughs> There's like, you hear the like, I, I don't know how to make that sound. Like where your thumb is moving, <laughs> moving the film forward, like a little like cranking sound. Yeah, no. Oh, I have opened up so many disposable cameras to uh, working in the film lab. And, oh, man, there's a lot of stuff on there you don't want to see. <laughs> Absolutely. So then we've got, a, like, a clip of her, like, people, she's hearing people getting ready. They're all singing different stuff. And she's like, uh, children, basically. And But I also relate to that being, like, a choral kid. Like, you sing everywhere. Everybody <laughs> hates you. Like, you're singing all kinds of crazy stuff everywhere. Um, and she's just like, I just wanted to be quiet. <laughs> I just wanted to be quiet. I'm having a really kind of almost a panic attack thinking back to a situation 20 years ago, maybe, maybe 22 years ago. I don't know. It, it's been a minute, but being in the film lab and you've got like seven rolls of film for some middle-aged lady and her crews and one roll and it's just. Some lady blowing some guy. Oh shit! And it's not—it's not her. And like they all have the same name on them. It's like obviously one of these roles belongs to. Like this is—I don't think this is her role. So we got to figure out. Oh damn! (laughs) So this is like husband role of like a turret affair on the cruise. No, 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 no. This is just some other dude that turned in a role that whoever took it in didn't put the right name on. Oh, okay. So, like, well, that's know. better. That's better than like, this is like still part of her party. No, 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 no. The, Yeah, this is just like <laughs> some dude just brought a recordable camera or a disposable camera from whatever lady of the evening that he... <laughs> and, uh, oh my gosh. Oh man, like we got to figure this out. I... I I feel like we eventually figured it out. It feels like a little sign is like, we do see everything. <laughs> just keep that in mind. We see everything. I just have she's doing her own mascara. I was kind of surprised by that. Hmm. But mascara is difficult. Like doing someone else's mascara is weird. It's hard. Like it's a very strange thing. You have to like rest your hand on their face and it's very strange. You probably haven't had that done. I've done an otoscope, which you you, you hold their you put your hand on their forehead. But yeah. It's yeah. not quite the same thing as doing it? yeah, doing someone else's mascara or having someone else do your your mascara. So she's probably like, Don't touch me. I'm doing my own mascara. So that could be a real subtle control power thing that it's not really noticed but is noticed. So in meeting all the families and everything, we have a real with Ollie and his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was really touching. It was it beautiful. Was. It was. But what I noticed most was 
Ollie looks at the peephole to see his dad before he, does. he opens the door. I have a peephole. I do have that written down. I do. Where is it? Here we go. Yeah. Um. Exactly. Yes. I have peephole. I have something else. Like, oh, yeah. Like, scares me. Uh, yeah. First time in five years. Um. Yeah. Peephole. Exactly. Yes. So he knows how to use a peephole. <laughs> Did he watch Dick Tracy and they're like, hmm, like if Maybe only there he, was some hole in this he, door. He could have worn bays on this tour. Maybe they had a conversation. <laughs> I don't have anything before the next musical number. What you got, babe? Um, I, I mean, obviously there's a lot of Catholic iconography. Uh, like, you know, the father, you can't hurt me now, which is part of the next musical number, I believe. Um, and then, then that kind of segues into her talking to her dad. Okay. Before that, I have legit lighters, like full on Zippos. Like they're oh, in the, the audience? flames in the audience. Yes. You yes. can tell the difference between like the Zippos and the Bix in the audience. I've, I've never smoked, but I, I still know the difference. I, 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 I lit a bunch of firecrackers, you know, we kind of lived <laughs> a little out there. We had to make our own fun, you know. But I wondered though, because we see that number twice mm-hmm. um kind of in reference now i think in segueing to talking about her dad and then in reference and segueing to talk about the vatican and getting potentially banned in italy and i don't know if they're just reusing footage or like do they have plants in the audience because it makes perfect sense for there to be flames at her in an altar scene right right so i don't know that was just something i was thinking it's like nowadays it's all cell phone camera and the, the cell phone lights are beautiful i mean We've been to the WWF, WWE, whatever, and and seen all the camera phones. It, it is beautiful, but it's just not the same thing. Same thing. Yeah, it, it's not exactly. But I definitely have seen people like, okay, so Starwood. Um, Starwood is an outdoor amphitheater that we had. In fact, like it's probably where we decided like, hey, hey. It's kind of our first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the Cure concert. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, man, if you would have told me when I was 15 years old, 16 years old, listening on my off-brand Sony Discman <laughs> to The Cure's Disintegration on repeat that I was going to fall in love with the love of my life at The Cure concert, I'd have thought you were nuts. But man, that's a cool story. <laughs> Especially like not being the chick that came with you and yeah, the chicks that came with you were like... Okay, they were not happy. Well, one of the girls that came with me, though, wasn't going to come because she was having surgery on her face. And we spent the entire day, weeks, trying to convince her, like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You're just having a little, like, mole thing removed. It's fine. Like, nobody's going to notice. And, like, like, okay, okay, guys, we need to, like, okay, okay. So <laughs> there's going like- to be a huge wound on her face, and we're all going to have to ignore it. Like, nobody mention it, nobody say anything, and we get there, and she's got, like, a little, like, just one round Band-Aid on her nose. Like, that's it? Like, I, I've been psyching myself up for weeks <laughs> to not talk about the huge gaping, <laughs> oozing wound on your forehead, and that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, there, there was no mole situation. <laughs> no, it was a real letdown. Sorry. I mean, it was about the same time as the George W. Bush shaving accident <laughs> where he had the huge <laughs> band-aid on the side of his head when he was trying to. Yeah. He could have just been like, I'm just trying to be like like Nelly. Like, <laughs> it wasn't even that big. But he he would have told. Oh, oh I'm sure he knew who Nelly was. Oh, and he sure, probably yeah. thought Nelly was really cool. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so we got okay. Da, 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 da. Okay, then she's calling her dad. It's pretty racy in some sections. Right. Yes, exactly. Like And he responds with, Do you undress in this performance? <laughs> no what <laughs> No what dad? I don't gosh. <laughs> <laughs> She she's she, probably had her earlier nude modeling stuff leaked by this point. Probably this is pre sex book, but probably so. Um, he probably saw Dick Tracy, and she's pretty see through in that. Probably so, but yeah, I mean, she really you can see that regression that people have when they're like <laughs> talking to their family. Um, the next thing I have is put me on their fucking frequency. <laughs> <laughs> That is Appreciate. great. Like, her microphone doesn't work. The background dancers work. They're like, well, it's a different frequency. We can't. Uh, well, so put me on their fucking frequency. <laughs> well, duh. I mean, for sure. One of my favorite memories from college is just going to a Tuesday night show at a warehouse right next to the airport. And all of the amps started picking up air traffic control. That's amazing. <laughs> It's amazing. I have something before it, but it doesn't really matter because then I just tell like after this, she's like, Warren. He says, yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh, he says, she says, don't hide in the back, Warren. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And she's like, why are all these industry people? She's like, you know, bitching at her tour manager plus or whatever. Like, why are all like, these? It's L.A. They must have scalped them. <laughs> All these industry people in the front row is like all more like William Morris people is boring. I hate them. They like have ugly faces and they're like really toning down the vibe. That's exactly what you would say. What I would say? Exactly. I, I like If you were annoyed by something, you would go exactly to that. Like they're annoying and I hate their faces and it's making me. <laughs> and it's exactly what you say when something is making you displeased. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't hate y'all's faces. I don't. <laughs> well, you please us all. I mean, <laughs> yes, all of you. Anyone listening, you please me. Sorry, is that gonna? <laughs> don't be anyone weird. Listening, don't you please be weird. me. Don't. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No more. No more. Like three words of assholes is what she said. <laughs> pretty sure Warren Beatty's drinking white wine. I'm pretty, uh, he looks. He looks so much older than he looked a year ago in Dick Tracy. In this. He does a year. A year of trying to satisfy Madonna. Has not worn well on him. And sunglasses. I'm pretty sure he's wearing sunglasses the whole time. It might be because he's got like severe under eye bags. I don't know. Madonna might be doing that same thing that uh, Sarah Jessica Parker does where she just sucks the sexual soul out of somebody. Could be. Could be. I mean, yeah, that seems the way with Matthew Broderick. He's just like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love Sex in the City and Sarah Jessica Parker, but... I don't know what's happening. She there. sex vampired him. She, I'm sorry. Like she, she, she ate ten years of his life to prolong her youth. That seems right. That seems right. I have the I have the research. They <laughs> <laughs> just have like like all the guys are. Everyone's kissing ass. She's getting her eyebrows done. Like her eyebrows are a serious thing <laughs> in this show. She is like getting her eyebrows touched up a million times, and like I get it. It's the second and third most important character in this film. I get it. I mean, I really firmly believe, and this is like a complete side note, the whole situation where people just like totally dogged on Renee Zellweger about like, mm. what the fuck happened to your face? You're fucking ugly now. We hate you. I think it 100% she stopped getting Botox for a time and she stopped drawing in her eyebrows. 
Like, I think that's all that happened. I, there was a facelifter. There, there was some. No. There was just I eyebrows? Was, I think it was eyebrows. Just only eyebrows? Eyebrows, lack of Botox, and lack of eyeliner hmm. is 100% what I think it was. I think that's it. Renee Selweger, if you're listening, we love you. You're awesome. You're amazing. You're and you we have a beautiful you. face and you can do whatever you want to do. And, and do I, Bridget Jones 4 and let's keep uh, let's keep Colin Firth alive. Let's do it. Bring him back. Bring him back. There's no reason. There's no, like, like he's not really dead. He, he wasn't dead in whatever the last one we saw. And he didn't kill Tony Collette, I don't think. <laughs> and I don't know. We'll move on. Oh. Actually, I don't know. I, I, I roll that back. I roll it back. I really don't know what I think about all of that. There's a good chance he pushed her. He didn't beat her with a with the blow poke or whatever. That's a terrible word. People need to stop <laughs> saying that word. It's disgusting. It makes the ass eating seem less visceral when you just say blow poke a fifty seven times. It's true. It's true. Does it does it not? It really does. I'm sorry, guys. Oh my god. Um, it's it's getting late. Uh, it's, it's getting late, night. and the next like she calls Warm Baby a pussy man. <laughs> And then Mandy Patinkin shows up. Mandy Patinkin's there. Al Pacino's there. The whole crew. Everyone's there. I said, Costner's mullet is so neat. Oh, my God. So <laughs> neat. He calls her show neat, and she is not having it. She's like, anyone who says this is neat can get out of here. Because he makes some sort of weird excuse about his kids or his wife or something, and he's got to go. And she's like, okay, go. Because you're neat. Fine. <laughs> She is not having him. She's like, go save Whitney Houston. <laughs> yeah, the bodyguard's on our list, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. I don't have anything. Like, the next thing I have is that Gorbachev came by after my show. Warren Beatty's going to be jealous that I met him first. I have a, this is 19, 1991 is so long ago. It's so weird. And I have... That um, she told him that she could have his, she, or she wasn't going to have his babies unless he became, he became a vegetarian. A vegetarian. <laughs> and she says, not. Like, are not jokes a thing? Maybe still in 1991. <laughs> I guess. Oh my gosh. I think that we say Lionel, we see Lionel Richie for a hot second too before we see everybody oh, else. I didn't see Lionel Richie. I think I'd... it was just like a kiss uh, on the cheek kind of situation. Like there's Lionel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, look out. Um, Oh, why can't I even think of it in the front row? Stephen Dorff is in the front row. <laughs> they're kind of talking about like you know how, how easy it is to get distracted when you're a male model on walking the runway. Like, look, Stephen Dorff is in the front row. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, so I don't know. The next note I have says, "What's considered masturbation?" Feel free to <laughs> elaborate <laughs> if you have any if you have any thoughts on the subject, or if you would like to just go back and look at any of your stuff before then. I have a couple of things like right before that, which is actually like her calling Warden Beatty about like why aren't you here? You're supposed to be here. Like you're late. Like I'll do the fuck what I want, and it feels so breathless, Mahoney, that she like needs someone's like mm. she needs someone to. Do her bidding because she feels important, but at the same time, like, she's... But at the same time, the car's coming at 5, the event's at 5.30, it's 5.10, and doofus ain't here. It's a little annoying. It's super annoying. It's super annoying. But also, she's kind of, like, like... People are standing her up left and right in this film. And they are. And she is on a schedule. She's on a schedule, and she has... 57 days. Every She right. has three seconds to spare, 
and everybody is wasting her time. She's every right to be annoyed, but she also desperately wants them to fall in line and like adore her. And she needs, she like, because this is so busy. She's exhausted. She needs someone to care. And I, I, it feels that way. Like the Breathless Mahoney, like that whole, like, you're not going to take care of me. You're not going to, if I give you the evidence, you're not going to protect me because you don't love me. And that's what this feels like to me. Like people don't love her really, truly in this space. It was kind of sad. Um, I, yeah, mas- masturbation, possibly facing arrest. I have mustache city with all of the police officers. <laughs> immoral live performance. So many then, Nick Offermans. <laughs> there are Nick Offermans everywhere. That's what I wrote. Like, is the entire Royal Canadian Mounted Police just Nick Offermans? And maybe is uh, Brendan Fraser, is he? Is he Dudley Do-Right? Yes, he is. So it's Brendan Fraser and then 88 uh, exactly. <laughs> Nick Offermans. Exactly. Yes. And then like this- And the chief or the, the head minister or what, what do they have in the RCMP? I don't know. Well, it's Dan Aykroyd. Okay, fine. Okay. Fair. He's got a mustache, too. Fair, fair, fair. So there's this whole kerfuffle about she touches herself. If she, like, simulates masturbation, she's going to get arrested. Their whole immoral code, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I don't care. Artistic integrity, I don't care. She, like, marches out with her two female, like, dancers and singers, and they're singing together and jumping past the police, and you can go, like, whatever yourself – and then we see a clip like we see the show she pretty much does her show the way that we expect she would have she does mention fascist toronto yeah which uh i've never really thought of toronto as fascist i really (laughs) not so much i would have thought that they were pretty much better than we are yeah like i had the kind of like u.s freedom of speech uh Exclamation question mark. Um, yeah, like we might be living in Toronto in a few weeks after things that have, the way I things have gone. No, right. This is a real timestamp. Right. Um, <laughs> like Portugal's looking really nice. It's yeah. got a lot of pedophiles, but we don't have kids, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but she's like thinking about it. She's like, where, where else am I nasty? nasty? <laughs> I love that so hard because I always, when people are like having a little attitude, I always want to be like, well, it's Miss Jackson if you're nasty. (laughs) I think it's so much. Um, But so, yeah, then we have like a news, like breaking news. Before breaking news, we have last time I was on tour, Sean was in jail. Now yeah. it's my turn. Ooh, yeah. Was Sean Penn in jail for domestic violence against her, or was it one of the paparazzi things? I don't know, but I, I think it was like it was violence. It, it was violence, but I don't know who it was against. I don't and know. I don't know if I'm okay with that joke. I don't know either. But so, breaking news. I did write breaking news. Breaking news. Madonna performed in Toronto, and there were questions about whether or not she would be arrested for immoral acts. Her show, Scandalous, known for simulated masturbation, but officers that were there saw nothing wrong. (laughs) I do have before that. I have, uh, Cora. Oh, way back into love. Because <laughs> Like a Virgin had some serious it kind did. of... 
It did. If y'all haven't seen, um, what is that? Music and lyrics. Yeah, it's like they're totally ape and mu- music and lyrics. And I'm like, no, this is 20 years before music and yeah, lyrics. music and lyrics is like, ooh, yeah. But so all the officers there were like, nope, 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 mm-hmm. yep, 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 yeah. Um, it's fine, yeah. Uh, we didn't see any problems, yeah. Um, no sex there, nope. <laughs> I was, I was nervous because her hand had a mind of its own. She had a cobra, and it was <laughs> it had a mind of its own, and like it's gonna eventually go there. But like I'm, I was I was getting I was sweating a little bit watching. Like I think it's gonna touch herself, but like it is. She's not in control of her arm right now. I did have like she looks supple jointed. She's all like ooh arms arms arms. It made me think of uh, oh crap a. Wrestler Santino Morella, who had the uh, finishing move, the Cobra. I unfortunately know what you're talking about. I'm not okay with them. Yes, but like one time somebody reversed it. And he, oh, no. You know, I was like pointing it back at him and he was totally terrified. I've seen it. Cobra was going to I've get seen him. that too. Why? <laughs> um, so we then we have uh, Madonna singing happy birthday to her dad. Yeah, so she's in Detroit. That's home. I don't think I knew that. I, don't, I, I just assumed she was a New Yorker. I did, too. I didn't realize that Detroit was home. Her dad looks like Gary Marshall running for public office. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. Um, yeah, lots of sunglasses. We have her brother, who looks a lot like her, and he seems like trouble. He seems like... Have you ever seen Death to Smoochie? Yes. There's, like... The mob brother who's not the brightest guy who... Is that the guy on, like, Grounded for Life? No. No, no, no. I, th- I think he, he's the like the hitman that kills, like, like you, want we, you want we should hit the rhino? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, that seems right. They, I mean, the eyebrows are still, like, very much a common family trait, obviously. But she has a lot of angst about performing in Detroit. She's like, mm-hmm. this is home. I want to do it right. I want to show them that I've made it. And, I mean, at 1991, Madonna's made it. Oh, she made it years ago. She's won, like, 78 Grammys, like, 143 Video Music Awards, made, like, $72 billion. She is achieved dizzling. Dizzling? Um, dazzling, um, <laughs> heights. She has. I know what you're reached, saying. She has reached dizzying, dizzying heights of fame that few humans ever have. Right, but and she's, she's still- nervous about performing in front of her daddy and her little brother. Yeah, that's crazy, but it's understandable. It. We all live with that insecurity. I would think. You know, I, I don't want to take it away from anybody else, but women more than anyone else, I feel like the bar is higher. Um, because you can tell, you can tell this brother, like, even though he's not like, he feels insecure because he talks about like people asking him like, well, why aren't you on tour? Why don't you have a tour manager? Or, like, why aren't you whatever? Like that he should naturally be ingrained and like part of her success and he's not. And there's obviously a reason why he's not. And he has a problem with that. And she like is kind of dealing with that balance and now he's here and, she even tells, I mean, we haven't gotten there quite yet, but she tells the security guard, like, if he brings a few people, that's fine. If he brings a whole entourage, I need you to be here and manage it, like, because he's kind of trouble. Right, and she's talking about how, you know, he's, the last time he went to rehab was maybe not for the best reasons, and then, and how hurt she is when he's late. Yeah, she really is. 
She wanted to, like, she's like, why isn't he here? You know, and there's some issue with a limo. I don't know. But she's like, I guess I'm going to go to bed. Like, she really was, like, waiting up for him. Like, she wanted to see him. She kind of wanted to entertain for him. Man, and cell phones. Cell phones know, save everything. They would have. He could have fucking called the hotel. They knew like, where like, she was. Like, texting is just so useful. I know it's ruined life. But it, it fixed a lot of Seinfeld plots, and and I guess it would have it would have solved a lot of uh, this movie's tragedies. It really would have. But like a little prior to that, we've got uh, dad and I guess stepmom coming back. That she's getting ready. Um, like it's the only, like, well the first time that we see her like breasts like taking titties out. Not the first time. I said, is Madonna the nakedest person in this podcast? I mean, obviously, uh, Jesse Spano is pretty well, naked. The, the first time in this film. She's the most, consi- but Madonna's the most consistently naked person in this podcast. I, yeah, that's probably true. Three timer Madonna. Welcome. Welcome, girl. Yeah. But I was also wondering, like, how much did it cost her to sing Happy Birthday to her dad in public and then also in a film that was released? Because you were going to the bathroom. Uh huh. And you looked. I watched the credits. Uh huh. Happy Birthday. Is in the credits. It had to be. It was not public domain then. Yes. Like, that's why all those restaurants sing you some weird happy, happy birthday. Or like say, now you sing. Right. And then like, let you no, sing. No, but you're not even supposed to sing. At that point, even us as public citizens, we're not supposed to sing happy birthday in public. That's how litigious that family was. Yeah. Well, well, the courts made one good decision in the last 20 years. Uh, yeah. In the... <laughs> I mean, even more than that, even the last week. But well, they didn't make that decision. Like, yeah, like every other decision has been bad. Like anyway, West, uh, West Memphis Court, right. fuck you. Supreme yeah, Court, true. fuck you. True. Whatever court said that "Happy Birthday" is a song that belongs to the people. Good job. Yay! <laughs> like we'll celebrate our wins where we can take abortion. Them. Fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah. So then we got like so much eyebrows. We're back. Yeah, touching remember up last eyebrows. week when we were talking about the Supreme Court saying that. Uh, that it was legal to do DUI checkpoints a week ago. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, and that was a big thing. And that was, like, the most important Supreme Court decision of that year. Yeah. yeah Sorry, the, we're not going to get political A in lot this, of things but, have changed in last yes. week. And, um, everybody... We'll see be, you from Portugal. <laughs> everybody, yeah, if you need help, let us know. Call us. Yeah, let us know. We'll figure it out. Uh, more We're people together. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> like your brother's trying to look through the Marty, people. Marty. Marty. Her brother's name is Marty. Marty is looking through the people. Which, in researching peepholes and glory holes last week, there's a reason the peepholes are the way they are. So you can't look in. But there's a whole like there was a whole lawsuit about. Mm, I feel like it was like a, a female reporter that worked for ESPN, for ESPN here in town. Oh, was it local? Yes. Oh, damn, yes. y'all. It was like... She was getting peeped on through her people from the outside and like, oh, it was bad. Yeah, we, we've we've been in the bar in that rest in that hotel. Oh, what hotel was it? I'll, I'll tell you later. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, I mean, we haven't been to... I guess we've been plenty of... Enough bar hotels that I don't know where he's talking about, <laughs> but... We'll save that for going deeper. Aaron Andrews, is that... She's a sideline reporter for ESPN. Is Possibly. That thing? Okay. Possibly. I don't remember her name exactly, but I, I know the story. Yes. Yeah. Um. So then we've got a weird sexual friend. Hmm. So we've got someone that she considers like like her like idol. Two years older. Two years older in your neighborhood. 
That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's cool, but also someone who potentially like, like taught her a lot of woman stuff. Exactly, like didn't I mean she didn't. Her mom died when she was five. Mm-hmm. This girl was seven. Like and and this woman also like cries like she feels bad. She didn't know how to deal with it and how to like share her like support with her and the family. But she grows up. Doesn't seem like things go as well. She is, you know, a dancer, topless dancer. That's fine, whatever. But Madonna, Madonna saying that she has a lot of her, maybe potential for sexual ex- or a lot of sexual experiences with her. This woman denies it. But also they, they meet and see each other. She's in a hotel room with like a lot of her children. She has sent Madonna a letter in the past asking Madonna to be a, a godmother for one of her children. And Madonna says like, oh yeah, I did get that. And she now friend is, or this person from her past is pregnant and is saying, I really would like you to be the godmother of my child now. Pray for me now. Pray it's a girl, all this stuff. And it's I, like. I want to go a little deeper on this relationship. If I mean, I don't know if it's available, exists, but it's, it's a lot. There's a lot that happens it, in these few minutes. It is. It is rough, and it's not a good look for Madonna. And it, well, I think maybe we'll get into it a little bit later. Like the stuff that's not a good look for Madonna, we can we can close kind of on. That. I mean, it's but, it's potentially not a good look for Madonna, but also if this woman it's, it's, was older than her, and all these things happen, right. there's a lot of question it's, marks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't have anything before the voice and the voice doctor. I just have that, like, her mom died when she was five, and she, like, I mean. And she's, I guess, Madonna Chacon Jr.? Yeah. I just had a real, like, Frank Jr. Jr. and Alice Jr. moment there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think with women they say junior. I don't really know anyone knows how to deal with how, when a woman decides that it's worth sharing her name. We haven't established that as a culture. Like, I'm so fucking badass that you get my name. Yeah, and we don't know how to do with that as a culture. They're like, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, but, you're but, but you're just you're just a woman. Like like you I'm just sorry, what? You, you give birth and wash things. Oh, like like I, why why would you give your name to someone else? Like I, why what, would someone claim oh, your name? Oh my god, what? What? Like I guess the uh, everybody's just going to be confused. And we've taken about 50 years worth of steps I back guess, on I that. I guess I guess you week. have to die because there can't be two of you. <laughs> sorry, that's terrible, but that's what happened. I mean, that this what feels like it happens like men all the time. I mean, So what you're saying is that God killed her because no. That's exactly what you're saying? I don't feel like that's what God feels like, but I definitely feel like that's what society feels like, and I don't know how she died. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah. I mean, I, there's kind of a whole little bit of a conversation about bad things happening to good people because she talks about her mom being very religious and her mom died, and she doesn't know how to reconcile that. And I think that has a lot to do with who she is. Mm. Okay. Voice doctor. Voice doctor, I just said that uh, no one is facts exempt. If you haven't listened to that by Henry Rollins, it is a spoken word piece about him going to see his voice doctor <laughs> and his weird relationship with the secretary there. Yes, and Michael Bolton. And uh, But his voice doctor has one of those doctor things on his forehead. I've like, never seen those in real life. That, that, that's exactly what he says. Like, no, Henry, it actually works. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's something a voice doctor uses. And I just like, because our voice doctor had a, a light and, you know. A little bit of light. She, she comes fully in like bathrobe and towel. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming that doctor's coming to her. And then Warren's there in his sunglasses. And this, this is the moment. This is the moment that I remember from this. 
And then, uh, first of all, I was like, why is he in sunglasses? Yeah, I'll try to ISO the audio from this so we can actually play it and going deeper. Because this is maybe, besides Clive Warren in the BMW film Star, directed by her husband at the time, Guy Ritchie. Right. This might be the most accurate statement about her that I've ever heard. And basically, it's that she doesn't want to live off camera. Nothing happens off camera. And with the last phrase he says is, what's the point in existing? Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's really how she feels. I mean, that's what people are thinking about her at this time. And that's this document. That's the point of this documentary, too. Right. I mean, what would, yeah, what would be the point? Yeah. I mean, he just kind of laughs. He's like, and she, he's like, are you sure you want to do this on camera? Are you sure you want to have this exam on camera? Do you have, and he's like, he laughs and he's like, she doesn't want to do, she doesn't want to live off camera. And I'm, I don't think that's true. I want to give her a little bit more benefit at that time. I feel like now she wants people to want her that way. Mm. They don't. They, they were, people were ravenously wanting her at this moment. And so anything they gave her on camera was what they wanted. And she had to fight to hold things back. I feel like it's the opposite now. And she's really having a hard time with that. But, I mean, that's, that is what that is. Yeah. Next thing I have is uh, the morning radio. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jenny and the Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> We're wild. We have a sound effects board. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Go look, she dumped Beatty for some guy named the Squeeze or whatever his name was. I don't even know. And then, then some like dancers like, oh, that's Oliver. Like, <laughs> fuck, bitch. You gonna give him a name? Oh, and then Oliver says the gay F word like seventy-five times. Yeah, he does, but she says it prior. Oh yes. So like, I mean, he it has already been presented as an acceptable space for him to say that apparently he's the only straight guy i didn't know that the only straight guy in mm-hmm. the myriad of dancers it was like, actually this is not a big tour there's seven male dancers i think that's it right and then her two like vocalists and dancers female dan- vocalists and dancers um we don't get to meet any of the band no we don't we don't get to meet any band 1991 new york pride though that would be Oh wow, that that would be that would be amazing. I because I that would still be really being, bold. I would I would I was probably saying lots of words like that right now because that's I was eleven and that's what I was being taught. I I don't I mean some of them. I I will have to say like in the nineties saying gay meant a completely different thing, and hearing it now is so jarring. When, when someone says it in a different term than meaning someone who is attracted to their same sex, um, it's incredibly jarring. But I still hear it. And every once in a while, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, where are you coming from? Have you been completely locked in a hole for the last 20 years? But... And we've said that before that you know your your high school had a gay straight alliance and my we high did. school had a rumor that there might be a gay in the band and we had to kick his ass. And... I've never kicked anybody's ass. That's not a. That's not a thing. That's not. And I went to college with a couple of them, and they're great people. And it was. I was twenty before anybody ever told me any position of authority that 
that wasn't something that should be murdered. And that's tough for me to look back on. Uh, This might be too, this might be too deep for this podcast. I don't know. I don't think it is because I think this is, I mean, we, that's where I came from. We very lightly touch on why we have these conversations and, and why some of these things are off limits, but there were some, the much deeper underlying things. I mean, I, I don't remember any conversations with my parents about people in the LGBT, LGBTQ community at all. Um, but I think that's different being a woman. I think it's different being a girl. The conversation is a lot more about sex and boys and avoiding that than it is. Yours about- are about protecting yourself from predatory boys and like every boy is just out to be a monster and just like you have to not dress provocatively and not provoke them and protect yourself. Right. You have or to protect else you're yourself. A dirty girl. And yeah. This, I mean, we, guys, we, we grew up weird. It's a complicated message. It's very complicated because it's also saying like everyone is evil, but also too, like if you don't do everything right, then you deserve that evil. It's very complicated. Sorry. Guys, it's, it's been a weird week. It's been a super it's been weird a week. Really weird. It's been, week. Oh, there's been, oh my gosh. Yes. But, Guys, take care of yourself. Take care of someone else, too, if you can. Yeah. If you have the ability, take care of someone else. Yeah. And hug the people around you. And I'm I, I'm not supposed to cry doing this podcast about Madonna's truth or dare. <laughs> That's, we, we, we do about the dirty movies we weren't allowed to watch as kids. This is not really our thing. But just be awesome. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. Be excellent to each other, guys. Patron saint of all of us, Alex Winter. We will tag you. We might be able to have a conversation with Alex Winter. Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, that it would. And now I can't see my notes because. <laughs> Next thing I have is you three can be pretty ferocious. Right. She's Though talking- they are being terrible. They are being terrible to him. And and way way to go, Madonna, for like. Uh, I appreciate you for who you are, but fuck you in this moment. Right. Like. He didn't ask for this scandal. So there, there's the scandal saying that he, Oliver, the only uh, straight guy in this tour, is having an affair with Madonna and that she was all attracted to him and that's why she hired him and he wasn't even the best dancer and that's some major shade. Um, and yeah, but she's like, he didn't ask for this. And this- she's like, I'm not protecting him right now, but you three can be vicious. So don't. Like that. that's yeah. cr- I appreciate Way her. Way to go her. I do. I do. And that's like one of the moments in this tour where, where I feel like she is being like, come on, guys. Like, we're all in this together. Like, we're just, she doesn't act too above them. But she's also saying like, please, can we be a team? Can we right. get this done? Like, we, we're all working so hard. We cannot afford for one thing to be like a bent chain in this link. And that, yeah, that last show knew or, and- I looked it up. I know I really don't look it up, but I was like, that's not the garden. That is not the garden. In what? Because they're in a 22,000-seat arena in New York. Uh-huh. And that's the Madison Square Garden. But that's, I know what Madison Square Garden looks like. I've seen WrestleMania. I've seen UFC uh-huh. at Madison Square Garden. That's East Rutherford, New Jersey. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, we don't want to. I'm not. I'm not even a New Yorker, but I know the East Rutherford, New Jersey. Fuck you. I mean, there's one other thing we need to touch on. 
There's a conversation about the potential rape of the makeup artist. Oh, my goodness. It's so glossed over. uh, And Madonna laughs at it. She's like, I mean, I I don't know if she laughs because, like, she doesn't know what to... But basically, yeah, like, this person is saying that she wasn't drinking, that, you know, Madonna's kind of like, oh, maybe she mentioned too much about the tour and that she was on it and blah, blah, blah. But basically, and even she's there date, like, this supposedly happened last night and she's at work today just like doing your job like i don't know i guess i'm not gonna go out by myself anymore uh, I, I, I don't even i i have no words i, I mean I just... there's so much more time spent on oliver in the press about him potentially having an affair with madonna and then there's just this like little bitty clip like little bitty blip about melissa potentially or i don't actually melissa i think is her assistant so it's not melissa but I think it's the makeup artist or hair stylist like being raped and it's terrible. And then, then we have Madonna having a prayer. She's like dedicating this particular show to Keith Haring. Which I mean, that is 91 pride. That's right when we lost him. Right. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Cause like I, I know who Keith Haring is and I know what his art looks like. And the only thing I think of, so right before we got married, I I have a design background, but I went back to take some classes, like a diving, diving more into an interior design. And I had, it was a color theory class. It was a real bitch of a teacher. It was a dude. I don't, I'm not going to say he was like a miss or I don't know, but, um, but he like, I mean, literally like I gave him the skating review because it was a color theory class and he got real bitch whatever about like art, like painting techniques. I'm like, this is not what this class is about. I'm not a painter. Nobody's a painter. But anyway, our final project, he wanted us to use Keith Haring art in the whole thing. And it's like, you go Google Keith Haring art. There's so many fucking dicks. So many dicks. Like, this is a class. And I don't think he realized that. He was just trying to be, like, cool and woke. And it's like, he had to apologize to everyone Uh, because of, like, requesting that and realizing it was, like, we were... I don't know if maybe the computer lag was getting flagged by all the pictures of dicks that were coming up because of all of us Googling Keith Aring art to pull. I I am a 40-something-year-old white Anglo-Saxon Protestant straight man. But I love Keith Haring's work. Oh, I it think is, it's very graphic and pop it, it and fun. You know, I'm not the target audience, but I just, I just find his work just so compelling. I, I, I have a uh, a ink box if you want to sponsor us. Uh, I have Keith Haring tattoos <laughs> that I'm going to be uh, taking to Mexico in about a month. Uh, so yeah, last year. I had all of my temporary uh, ink boxes on, and we realized that we did not. We had thrown away our. I don't know if we thrown away, or I still don't know where our our cat feeders here. are. <laughs> we were going to Mexico, and so I had a late night, like midnight Walmart run, and so yeah, so all of my uh, ink box tattoos were horribly, horribly smeared last year. So I need to th- this year. This year they're going to be better. We're going to plan ahead. <laughs> We will do our best. Then I just have Europe and Chanel. Very Janet Jackson rhythm nation. Yes. Yes. And that's where we have like a Madonna, Madonna coming out of there um, and, and being on the balcony. But then I have like Madonna does birthday poems, apparently. Okay. Cool. It was 
touching. It was touching. But it was long. It was very long. I mean, it's weird for like Madonna. Like Madonna's doing a poem and you're like, okay, this is weird. Like I do stop doing this poem. I feel awkward. <laughs> like it's, it's not normal for Madonna to not be the coolest person in the room. Right. And we have the European bride and groom when they're driving on the tour bus. Like, right. don't do it. <laughs> and then the one of the backup singers is like, Madonna, world tour, 2025. Like a virgin. <laughs> we'll see. Guys, we're almost there. We'll see. Not there yet. We'll see Madonna, what happens. Madonna, 2025, world tour. You come through Nashville, we're there. Absolutely, You we're don't there. come through Nashville, we might we'll see what's try going to figure on. out how we can get there. Now we have, I've got like the dancer shenanigans in Europe. There's a lot happening. And so Madonna's the, in Europe. There's still no accent. <laughs> right. Not yet. Not yet. Well, don't worry, guys. She will not end this film without an accent. Um, then the Vatican wants to shut her down. Um, then we've got Sandra Bernhardt. But before that, the speech to the Italian press. Yeah. Very moving. It's good. It's Very good. moving. And... The cadence that she's using in that, like this is the art that I am portraying. It is something I say a prayer that everyone will be touched or moved by it, that they will see it. And Perone is <laughs> it is the exact same cadence uh, that she will use Evita. in, in Evita. Evita, which will we will also revisit here in just a second too. Um, we got Sorry. Uh, Sandra Bernhardt is apparently like one of her best friends, which is unexpected. And her laugh. <laughs> so, I feel like that that's the most we see her in this movie. Yes. When she's it's laughing just candidly. <laughs> it's just like she's got a goofy laugh. She's candid. Oliver can't pronounce Sandra Bernhardt's last name. And um, Sandra Bernhardt's like, you know, who, well, who would impress you? She's like, I think I've met everybody. And then she's like, wait, there's an actor. And How this- does she, she says Pedro Almodovar's name. So weird. I don't know. I wasn't paying that much attention. Almodovar. I don't know. But uh, I guess a Spanish director. Oh, oh, Pedro Almodovar? I don't know. Okay. This is not my vibe for independent film. Gotcha. gotcha I'm gotcha, not gotcha. an independent film person. This is not my time. Steven Dorff in Cecil B. Demented uh-huh. has... Pedro Amadovar tattooed on his forearm. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. He did Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down. It's a um, NC-17 film with Antonio Banderas right before this came out. So this is probably why they're so hot right now. We, we should got- maybe check that out. It's We could. We, it's we, it wild, probably needs to be with a group of other things. I don't feel like there's probably a whole episode into that. But it, It's, it's going to be subtitled. So, so I don't know if we can do. We, we can't. I don't know if we can take notes and sub on a subtitle. No, I, I have no attention span for that. Sorry, guys. I want to. I want to, but it's impossible. Um. So then, but she's like, oh wait, Antonio Banderas, like would completely rock her world if she met him. Then they're in Madrid, and say his name, and he shall appear. No, 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 no. The act, the the director's name, Amadovar. Yes. He wants to throw her a party, and Antonio Banderas is going to be there. But guess what? He's married. I mean, not for long. You know, he's no. he's going Hollywood in about four years, and uh... right, right. So, but yeah, um, but this is what yeah, they're 
he's married. Then we got the Madonna, Madonna outside of the cars. And I have just Patrick because every time they even, uh, True Crime Obsessed even references, we, guys, we love True Crime Obsessed. We have specifically, uh, like, avoided listening to their coverage of this because we knew we were going to talk about it. But any Patrick references the Madonna, Madonna, like multiple times. Um, Pedro Almodovar directed uh, "Si Habla Ella," talk to her, mm-hmm. which was the last time that I went to a movie with the two girls that I went to the Cure concert with. So that was our last film together. I mean. One of them was in love with me, and she wasn't cool with Jenny, and one of them kind of moved, just moved, and and the one who's in love with me is, isn't with us anymore, and it's, I still have a tough time with, with, with how those relationships ended, but yeah, Pedro Almodovar directed the last film we all saw together at the Belcourt here in Nashville. Well, there you go. We got some VO about Madonna being difficult to reach, perfection, trust like you know her her energy for success and i felt like a lot of this i i I wrote down breathless mahoney like a lot of his conversation because it's like she wants antonio banderas she's into him and then she's like oh but you're married and so who's this guy and well you you, you, like you can go away because i'm gonna be with him but she's like still like did he call did he call did he call did he call and this is this might be Hollywood's first notice of Antonio Banderas, though. It could be. I mean, this is before Mambo Kings. It's, I don't think I realized I was kind of. Uh, yes, I, I I kind of IMDb it. I usually don't, but I didn't realize Interview with a Vampire was before Desperado. Oh wow! Okay. So nobody, unless you saw Mambo Kings or this, you would not have known Antonio Banderas when he came out in Interview with a Vampire. No, probably not. But she's like, I want this guy to call me. He's married, but I'm waiting for his call. You so read all the Vampire Chronicles books, right? I did, yeah. You know that Armand is blonde and curly haired yeah. and like 14. Like, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's not Antonio Banderas and they're like, someone beautiful, long haired so, Spaniard. Someone read Armand and like, oh, yes, absolutely. He must be Spanish. They did not pay any attention. But. Yeah, I mean, here she is, this most powerful woman. She could have anyone she wanted, theoretically. But she can't have this guy because he's not he's not available. But she can anybody else. But she's still like, I am not validated unless I have this man who I really can't technically have, but I want him to want me, so he must want me. And it's like, that's, oh my gosh, it's exhausting. And I also did note... Like, we were listening to our Dick Tracy episode just kind of from an edit standpoint. And I did, like, note to myself, like, expanding on what I said, like, being a teenager in the 90s and 2000s was so exhausting. To simultaneously try to be so interesting and bored at the same time was just like, (sighs) I mean, there there was so much demand. So much demand on our emotions. Like, TM, 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 TM. You need to that to be so interesting and bored simultaneously there's there's that's smarter than this podcast (laughs) that's why you married me the next thing i have is truth or dare well right before that okay and then we have a list people people talking and saying things about her Mm, she's impatient she's in the moment 
That seemed like that was the end of the film. Everything else seems tacked on. It does, really. Like, you know, she's like a race against time. Everything is subject to her approval. Um, She's a bitch. She's the main star. She's a big star. She's a little... She's a lover. She's a child. She's a mother. She's a sinner. She's a saint. Exactly. Sorry. I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. Yeah, 90s all the way. (laughs) Um Meredith but, Brooks, what's she up to? Who knows? There were so many like chicks like with those one hit wonders during that time. The Oneeders. <laughs> Sorry. I wonder what happened to the Oneeders. I don't know. I mean, they were pretty wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, so then then we have Truth or Dare. But yeah, I mean, there's all these things that, like this is it's totally in line with like famous women. They have to be slash and then wind up being all of these things just to survive. So I feel for her. I'm so bummed that we went to some friend's house and they had a coffee table book out about the Widow Clicquot. And that was the day before we all got coronavirus and died. And I was just like, oh, the Widow Clicquot. Like, she's such a badass. Like, the lady who kind of created Veuve Clicquot champagne. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, what did you think? Like, oh, we just like the book on the shelf. Like, oh, like, there's pirates and, and, and wars and, and Russian revolutions and, and running blockades. And like, it's such a great story. Yeah, I Industrial have... espionage. And... But I have some coffee table books that I haven't read. So, yeah. I mean, I'll give them some slack. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, if you're out there listening, we love you guys. You guys are awesome. And this is where I have I appreciate the sweat. Like she is sweating out those curls. Oh my goodness! And I think it's amazing. This is fucking hard work. Now we have truth or dare. It's just like there wasn't much left. I could have just I could have kept watching. There wasn't much left. No, there wasn't. Like I mean, we're like this does feel tacked on. We're at a restaurant. We're playing truth or dare. And she, like, someone has dare, and she says, or they choose dare, and she says, she tells them to take their dick out. She's in charge of this whole fucking thing. She's their boss. This is sexual harassment. That is not appropriate. But that, that's what I walk into is, like, African-American man taking his dick out, and then she's blowing a bottle. Right. She does. Yeah. Someone dares her to, like, yeah, like show her what, like, she does, like, blowjob wise to a bottle and, and this would have been like in it. mono at my parents house just like at like their tv but in our like surround sound 5.1 dolby whatever i don't know i did notice right at the very end she had a ring on but there were some ping sounds like, was that her teeth like i was so <laughs> I concerned for her know. teeth i think it might have been the ring but there was a lot of tink 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 sounds as she was going down in that bottle that were really worrying me I don't know. But then someone asked her, like, Truth, like, who is the love of her life? And she says, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Then all the dancers are in her bed in one way or another. And, like, some of them are naked. Some of them are not. But she's, like, I don't know. It seems like, like I said, like a little girl who doesn't want the party to end. And she's kind of acting out because we're getting close to the end. And what she says something about being provocative. And I appreciate that. But then I also said, I don't want to be her friend. <laughs> no. Because then we end. We come to the last number of the show. She's in, you know, lots of like, you know, straps and stuff. And I don't honestly recognize the song that much. Um, and she's in a bowler hat. And she comes out and she's singing. And then all the dancers join her. And she has a British accent. And I just said, hello, governor. <laughs> 
Like, like she's doing the British accent. Like, hello, governor. Like, we were drinking Maloka with knives. Hello, Bob. It's, like, it's got knives in it. Like, like in it, not like in it. Like, I always say in it, but it's got knives in it. And have you shopping off in a bit of the ultraviolet? I was like, is this Belinda Blinks? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I said Madonna's uh, accent is almost as accurate as mine. <laughs> right. I said like, yeah, absolutely. This is a this is a office party at Steel's Boss and Pants. I don't know if you guys listened to Belinda Blinked. Uh, my dad wrote a porto, but you should. <laughs> my next to last note is this is a vanity project where you are portrayed as a monster to show how much of a star you are that you can't be bothered by that. Oh, I like that's yeah. I don't think I have anything to add to that. Yeah, she other has than, editorial control over every step of this way. Yeah. She does not look good in all of this movie. She looks good. In, she looks great in some of it, but she doesn't always look good. But she could cut out the stuff where she doesn't look good. True. But she chose to leave it in, either for some artistic truth or as a you know like I can do this because I'm that famous, right? And then it just kind of ends with waves and crickets as the credits roll. Credits roll and people are just randomly. It, they have nothing important to say during the credits. It's just people talking. No. But I do have the very. Were you paying attention to the end credit scene? No. She's got the remote. And she's like, I'm just going to press this thing and the camera goes off. Like, like, Fuck you. Like, turn this thing off. And that's the end. <laughs> Pretty good. It's good. Yeah, so I mean, this is a highly regulated insider view into Madonna and her life and what she thinks. And I mean, like I said, some of it was definitely not as sexy or sexual or as provocative as I thought, but definitely a window into someone that was highly forbidden and what oh, she stood for. I mean, yeah, I mean, like. If your parents had come in on any point in this besides maybe two like two or three of the videos. Just a handful, yeah. There, there's not many places where if your parents had walked in, you could, you could have explained it. No, not at all. This, what, I had a blast. I mean, there, there, I didn't love the whole, every moment of this, but as a whole. And after the week we've had, it felt... It, it made me feel powerful and like going out there and kicking some ass and yeah. and changing felt the world. Very much in line, uh, you know, with taking taking control, taking control of who you are, controlling the narrative, all of those things. But also, it just let me too, like, where where in Beatty was not up to hang. <laughs> not he couldn't handle her. Could I mean, not you hang. Know. I, I've got experience with having a, a lady who uh, is a lot to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> there are some uh, eyebrow raises eyebrows on eyebrows on eyebrows this episode but well i mean you've been talking about how great her eyebrows are so right. you just do your eyebrow thing to me and right exactly that's all you can see anyway with this uh mic anyway guys if you can hear my voice we love you yes and we're gonna get through this we'll figure it out and we'll see you in portugal <laughs> <laughs> if you have kids don't come <laughs> I heard Belize speaks English. I don't know if that's good or not, but... I think there's a lot of... Yeah, I think there's lots of cartel stuff in Belize. I mean, Canada can't be too bad. I feel like they have a better... They arrest you if you touch yourself in public. That was a 91. Okay. Everything's better since then. I don't know, but I would imagine so. Maybe we'll check out Montreal. Okay. I mean, you could... 
Speak French to me, babe. Uh, Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Okay. <laughs> oui. <laughs> Au revoir. Bonsoir. <laughs> you can check us out on Instagram, Forbidden Cinema. Uh, send us an email, Forbidden Cinema Podcast at Gmail. If you, dot ha- com. <laughs> if you have not um, watched Minx on HBO Max, you should do that uh, in prep for season two. I'm not sure exactly when that's happening, but get Le on penis. the. Like, Yes, get on the bandwagon. It is tons of fun, and you can follow us and our coverage of the show, Minks on Max, going deeper. And yeah, we'd love to talk to you guys. So follow, rate, review, share it with your friends. Let us know what you think. Uh, and if you got some suggestions, if you want us to cover something specific, we will absolutely take a look and talk about it. Le on bois. Uh, mais oui. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. We love you. Bye. Okay. I left that in this time because previously I've always cut that out at the very end. But Jenny has this just badass move she does when we finish recording, which is like the microphone around the desk. And it is so badass that she's so sexy and it's so cute. And I just absolutely love it. And I always hear that and then I cut it out because it doesn't really play in a you know, auditory medium, but this girl is awesome. All right, I'm leaving that one in this time. All right, guys, bye. Like, yeah, you can say bye all you want now. Your microphone's all the way over there. They can't hear you. You want to say anything off mic? You got to say it loud. Bye, guys. Bye.